Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you all for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thanks, as always, to our amazing listeners and sponsors. Remember to send any and all questions or comments to info at theabstractathlete.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, for information on upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as a reminder, please listen to our upcoming second podcast called The Abstract Doctors Podcast and follow us on all of our social media under The Abstract Doctors. Super pumped today to talk with a really incredible artist, a personal trainer and former pro football player, Brian Polly Dixon going to talk about his path as an artist, an interesting story on how he got back into art. He is going to share how his artwork kind of develops and his work ethic. Going to chat about his football career and his unfortunate injury that cut it short. Make sure to check out his work at brianpollydixonart.com and on Instagram at brianpollydixonart. Let's welcome Brian Polly Dixon. Um, well, thanks for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. It's like really cool that you know we got hooked up through Daryl and um, and all that stuff. So um, yeah, my pleasure. Usually, like when we when we start these out, man, like uh, you know, because we deal with how creativity like really can benefit us, not just as athletes, but as as humans. But like, I always just want to get to know you because I, you know, the the you you, and because I do think you have like a a pretty interesting story and kind of your path through college and, and, you know, like then, you know, going to the combine and tearing your, your, your calf muscle and, and how you kind of got back into art. And, um, and, in and I think you and I discussed this when we chatted a couple of weeks ago that you went to UCLA with the thought that you were actually going to study art, but then, you couldn't basically because it, it just didn't fit into the schedule, which I think is a huge problem because I do think a lot of athletes actually would love to do creative degrees and, you know, creative, right. but they just, you, you can't. I mean, I, you know, I played baseball at Ohio State and, you know, we had four hour practices and, you know, you wake up and your day is built and like right. fitting art in. So, yeah. So like just, this is all about you, man. <laughs> and, um, and just like, you know, we'll just like, we'll just kind of meander about. And, and uh, that, that, that was, that was a lot of info. That was a lot of info. <laughs> I don't know where you want me to even start on that. Uh, no, I'm just saying, you know, like really, truly, like just, it's just, uh, for, for me, like I always like to get to, I mean, even though I've, you know, read about, read about you and stuff, but like for the listeners, it's like, who are you, you know, like where, you know, how did you get, to where you are, like kind of your path and, and all those things? Well, uh, I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. Yep. So uh, I grew up, you know, out in the desert. And, uh, you know, it always, I mean, from my, some of my earliest memories, I mean, which I'm sure a lot of artists can attest to this, you know, we've all kind of been on that creative side as, as, as kids, which most kids are. But um, I think some gravitate towards it more than others, you know. So that was 
that was something I always gravitated towards. Like, you know, in the, in the summer, I was always doing, you know, the art classes and things, you know, of that nature, you know, obviously just, just to be creative. And obviously, you know, as a kid, it's not like I had some big, uh, you know, dream of being an artist, you know, actually I wanted to play professional basketball. You know, oh really? So, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was the, you know MJ was my guy, oh. and you know I wanted to be MJ. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, so that was that. So then I then I ended up getting into uh, I started. I was always a tall, skinny kid, so like football really wasn't. My mom was always like, "Oh, you're gonna get yourself hurt." And, uh, my baby's gonna hurt himself. So I didn't really uh, you know get into football until much later in in in, uh, in my uh, young athletic career. So like going into uh, my junior year, like the summer after my sophomore year is when I started playing uh, football. Right. Oh, wow. And uh, you know, then played a couple of years there and, you know, played for a really great coach, really great high school, Hall of Fame coach that, uh, you know, really molded me and, and you know, had really had, uh, you know, uh, aspirations to see his guys play on the next level and was very uh, implemental in trying to make that happen. So, uh, you know, we were a recognized program. So anyway, so I, I, I played well enough, fell in love with football. Earned a scholarship to pretty much anywhere I wanted to go uh, in the country. So um, one of the reasons why I did decide on going to UCLA, like I said, was uh, the art program. So I know, like, it wasn't even necessarily to be like a fine artist or anything like that. It was more like on the you know media arts, graphic design. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always kind of been into you know the the marketing aspect, like you know, writing things down and kind of always having these ideas on how to like you know uh, encapsulate something in a different message. Um, so, and also I thought LA was like a media capital of the world, one of them, you know, so I thought there would be a great opportunity to, you know, meet people out there, kind of get in the industry and along with playing football and get a, get a great education at the same time. And then, uh, you know, so then I got to school, like you said, so, <laughs> you know, um, surprise. So now, you know, with the football schedule and the way things were set up, you know, we practiced in the mornings, i sorry, we practiced in the, uh, in the afternoon, late afternoon. So it cut off a lot of the major options that you could, that you could partake in. Yep. So, and that happened to be the art program was one of them. So, uh, that wasn't an option at that point, which was very disappointing. And, uh, felt a little duped on that, to be honest, you know? And, uh, you know, so I kind of like reevaluate some things like, was that going to be the best fit for me? Cause I was thinking like after football's over type of situation. So, Ended up staying there, you know, we were doing well and, you know, it's still a great program and a great education over there. So ended up staying, you know, at the school and I ended up going with a history major. At that point, it was just kind of like this kind of getting a, getting a degree in something. I didn't really kind of have my heart set on anything at that point. Right. So, but I was always like staying with the, you know, art and design and writing stuff down, but like in my own way, nothing like too serious, but, you know, sketchbooks and, you know, some of the other guys on the team that drew, we kind of like, you know, compared our drawings and stuff like that or I would do poetry or you know all these still different creative things so it's all it never really went away it just kind of like kind of just took a different course you know because I you know so then uh after that let's see so then I went to uh, I, I did pretty well in college and had an opportunity to go on to the next level and uh, that's actually how I ended up being in Florida because uh, so I was in I was in LA my agent was based in Florida and the training for the combine, uh, the NFL combine, was also in Florida. I mean, sorry, uh, my, my training for the combine was in Florida. Right. So from school, then I, I moved out to Florida. It was training, and like you know, that's we're all in at that point. You know, now now it's you know full goal into trying to get to the next level. And uh, you know, as I, I worked really hard and went to the combine, and that's in Indianapolis for people who don't know, and that's the top three hundred players in college football uh, getting invited to that, and it's a big competition. You know, so. That is where I ended up, uh, you know, uh, really 
messing my leg up pretty bad when I was 40. Um, I was, you know, I, I tore my hamstring up really, really bad. And uh, that was kind of like the beginning of the end. I didn't know, you know, obviously everybody's experienced injuries and you know, bounced back and had to put all the work in to just kind of get back to normal. But uh, this one was different, you know. So um, it just really, my leg was never the same after that, you know. Um, it, it, it pretty much knocked me out of the draft, you know, because now I had a serious leg injury that people knew that they were going to have to deal with. And, you know, so I, I, you know, because of the potential that they knew that I had, it kind of like, it allowed me to survive, I think, longer than the average Joe who's coming in with an injury like that. But right. um, so anyway, so that, that you know, so I, I jumped around a few different teams. I was on the Chargers. I was the 49ers and the Saints, but really never, you know, it was never really the same, you know. So, uh, you know, that kind of fizzled out. And it was not only like physically draining, that was like a very mental yep. draining uh, experience right there. So it's kind of it's kind of a double edged sword, kind of like a bitter a bittersweet story for me. So when people are like, oh, you should be, you know, you should still feel so, you know, accomplished that you did this and that. And, you know, you don't give yourself enough credit. But for me, it was like I, I had it right there and it all kind of slipped away and never really manifested into anything I wanted it to. So it kind of uh, doesn't have the same feel for me as it maybe does for other people. But, um, you know, it was a great experience. That was about five, about four or five years that I spent doing that. And then uh, I tried to run around healthy for a year and uh, play an arena ball. And uh, that didn't work out. So then after that situation didn't work out, that's when I kind of hung him up. And, you know, uh, it was still, even then, though, so my guess, I guess what I'm trying to say with, with that, too, is that art was still something that was important to me during all these times. So it's not like I, you know, reestablished my love for art after football because it was always there. It just it looked different, you know. Right. So, but really what got me back on the, uh, really into the kick of it was, um, you know the show Big Brother? Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I thought I read something about yeah, you being yeah, yeah. shoved um, into a room. <laughs> yeah, so I was a big Big Brother fan. I don't, I don't watch it anymore, but I'm also a, a very avid chess player, too. So, I mean, I had a bunch of tattoos. I even got chess tattooed on me, but uh, right. I think it's the greatest game. <laughs> so um, I kind of felt like big, the Big Brother show was the, the human version of chess. Right. You know, so it's all these personalities and all the stuff. So anyway, so I, and people knew I liked it. They came to Miami. I auditioned for it. And I made it to like the last 30 people, flew out to California. And um, they said to bring a bunch of stuff to do because you're going to be in your room for 20 hours a day. You know, you're only coming out four hours a day. You can't talk to anybody. Don't even use your name. Right. And, you know, you, you're not coming out of the room. So bring stuff to do. So I just brought a bunch of art stuff. You know, so I was doing like paintings and drawings and stuff like that for the crew. So every day I would kind of come out with like a new drawing or a new painting that you know, I was big brother related or something like that. Right. So that's what kind of like got me because I was I, I was sequestered to the room for for a week. So it kind of like I was just doing it every day. So yep. it was like kind of like got me ju got juices going. And then I kind of like, you know, never looked back since that moment, you know. Um, but I would say 2014, 2014 is uh, or 13, sorry is when I actually kind of like started painting like on canvas and kind of just doing it just to do it. And I would really a rhyme or a reason with just trying to, you know, you know, get back in that space. And uh, so anything that's dated 2013 that I have, that's all like me just my first year getting back into actually That's kind of like painting. ground zero for you almost. Yeah, that would be ground zero. Yeah. So then I got a commission. I got a commission during that time in 13. And, uh, you know, it was 500 bucks, you know, so I was kind of happy about that. And, uh, yeah, and then 14 is where it kind of started really like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to do this. Still with doing other things, too, because I was doing doing personal training. I, yeah. you know, me and my buddy, uh, 
you know, in a car business together, uh, car brokering business. Uh, well, I worked for him. Um, so I kind of always had my hands in other things as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so 14 and then, you know, it started growing momentum and then come like 16 is when I kind of like started trying to have a little bit more, um, strategy behind what I was doing, yep. you know? So then, you know, and here we are now at 20. So I, I you know, it's, it's interesting because I, you know, with social media, you get, people get to be a, a part of your, your journey, yep. seeing you kind of like from that ground zero position, you know, to where it is now. So, you know, so, uh. No, so I think when people say, oh, you know, you have a God-given ability or you have this, I mean, there's also a lot of hard work attached to those situations, you know, so. It's like being uh, an athlete. I mean, it's that same discipline. I mean, it's a different path, but it's, it has, mm -hmm. it's that same kind of, you have to, you have to train and practice and do those same kind of things as like, as, as an athlete would, would do. That's like one of the big things that we're trying to talk about with the abstract athlete is to think about being an artist as an athlete would train and, and those same, uh, what, I don't know the best word that I want to say, but the same way that you would do that as an athlete. Yeah. That discipline. That right. discipline. Yeah. And ritual you know, and, and, and yeah. You know, and then also too, I mean, even with that, I mean, like with, with any job, I mean, you, you know, you're going to have to put the work in if you want to be, yep. depending on where you, what success level you want to have. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing. I mean, but like one thing I've always, you know, kind of taken some pride in that is like, if, let's say if you're at practice, like everybody's doing the same thing at practice for the most part. Yep. So that's not enough though. No. So you know, everybody's doing that. So if you want to be better yep. than everybody else, then you got to put the extra work in there too. So, yep. you know, I try to, I try to paint every day if I can, you know, so I'm in here every day. I put the hours in, you know, yep. and you know, uh, do you think that that think goes back to the discipline of being an athlete that you have? Cause I do, I, I mean, I'm the same way and that's because I played sports my whole life that I'm in my studio every day because it is, it's training to me. Right. It's, it's right. Well, I think, I think number one, I really, I've always been an athlete too. So right. that's something that was always a part of me. So being accountable, you know, uh, you know, I put, you know, being disciplined, working hard and those kind of things have always been there since a kid, you know, with being an athlete right. and uh, you know, and I love sports. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's, it's an easier situation for me to put that work in over there. Or let's say with art, the discipline is there, but it's also something that I love. So, you know, those two kind of go hand in hand. You know, I'd like to, I would like to test that, uh, to test the discipline on something that you don't like. Right. You know? but, uh, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but I think to be honest with you, I think, I think my discipline, even for both, uh, you know, or anything that I do in life, I think a lot of that comes from my mom, to be honest with you. Really? You know, and I did reach yeah. your art, your art stuff did come from your mom as well, correct? Is that what you said? Well, not necessarily because she's, she's not artistic, but she was always good on like composition. Okay. You know, cool. so composition, how colors kind of went together, right. you know, design in a, in a house maybe, or like even like when we're going school shopping, you know, she was like, no, it doesn't match that. You right, know, right, match right. This, this <laughs> colors, you know, like, Stuff like that, as far as like the aesthetics on things, it's kind of like something that my mom. But uh, but she was always very like you know super tight with like the grades, uh, your your yard work, homework, yeah. uh, you know who you're hanging out with, like all these things like where like you know she was super on. She wasn't the cool mom, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think I get a lot of that discipline from her, to be honest. With you. Right, right. Well, how, like I, well, I want to go in a couple of different directions. You know, I think your story in terms of 
the the way that your athletic career ended. Unfortunately, like I think that's a hard it's a hard stop when you know because I think a lot of I mean most people don't even get the opportunity that you did like to actually go to the pros. And so like, even like with, with college athletes, you know, that's like that, the day that they graduate, they're done. And it's like that. And for me, like I, I got redshirted when I was playing at Ohio state and then I quit school. And because of the the NCAA rules, you know, you can't go to the draft until two years later. It's like football basically, except for football is forced. I could have been drafted out of high school, but my parents wanted me to go to school and blah, blah, blah. But so then like I quit school and basically I was done. And it's like that, that had to be hard, but like, you know, hearing you, it's like you always had that, the creativity with you that you always knew that it was there. And so like that, that next step, and I don't want to call it a step, but that next, that transition from I'm done with sports now, which is rough, but I'm, I, I'm doing this. Like, I know I, you know, I have this love, this passion that's very similar to this other thing, but right. I, you know, well, you know, cause for me too, I, I kind of have like, there's also a gap in what I, what I explained there too, because I have from when, when I retired from football yeah. and when I started painting, it's probably about a five-year gap. Okay. Okay. So during that time when football was over, because for me, it was almost like a slow death. You know, it wasn't (laughs) almost even like Yeah, because of the injury, the injury, and you're just kind of trying. Yep. So I'm going from the 02 draft to like probably like 07. Yep. Dealing with this situation with my body and my mind and jumping around teams and all this stuff and already kind of seeing the writing on the wall, but being optimistic about it. Yep. You know, so that whole, that, I kind of consider that kind of like a slow death right there. So, it is. Uh, you know, and then, you know, and then I'm watching my buddies doing well. And then, so then when I, then when I was done, I was kind of like depressed for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I felt like I had all these things going one way and it kind of got taken away from me, like, on, you know, slowly, like I was saying, and, you know, watching the success of my friends, which I was happy for them, but it kind of just stuck the knife in a little bit deeper. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm always an optimistic guy, so it's not like I was gonna. I was walking around moping with this cloud over my head, but I just felt like I couldn't watch football. I just felt like a little bit bitter about it. And now I got to read. You know, I got to kind of figure out, switch gears into something I want to do now. Yeah. Um, then I kind of felt like with the whole like I wanted to be an art major in the beginning anyway. Now the football thing didn't work out. I'm pissed about that. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. So it took me a little time. So that's where I kind of gravitated back to. Then uh, the thing of what I enjoyed was you know the camaraderie and the, you know, the physicality of you know, sports. So I got into personal training. You know? yep. Do you so still I, do you know, that? I still do that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, I had my own company with that. It's Fit365. And, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, it's one of those things where, because like in the neighborhood that I, that I do the training in, it's a, it's a high-end community in, uh, in, in Port Lauderdale. And uh, it's been a great resource, like, for me to, you know, weave multiple businesses together because I have like the training, I sell paintings in the neighborhood. I probably probably have about 20 paintings in the neighborhood. I mean, they're in the gym over there also as well. Uh, Then I also with the car business, I probably sold about 50 cars in the neighborhood. So, and it's one of those (laughs) things where I, you know, I found your spot. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, my own boss, I come and go as I please. I have great clients, you know, I mean, I've been in Toronto for four months now, you know, so I just kind of like my clients are like, all right, well, when you get back, you know, we'll, we'll get back to it. It's not like, you know, so it's, 
it's uh you know that, that part that part has been good as far as that goes but uh but the gap i was saying so when i got into training i kind of like really focused on that and i took that very serious yep. you know for a while and you know art really wasn't because at this point now i'm not like my creative juices aren't really like going like that at the moment because now i'm kind of not in the best headspace with that you know and then when i went to the big brother thing you know that's where it kind of like really like when i it kind of like like my, my it was like a paradigm in that like situation like a, like a little shift yep you know and it put me now that i had this time to kind of like step away and be focused in this little room for a long time it made me kind of like get connected back to the art so were you doing i mean even though you weren't really taking classes at ucla were you still being creative you said you were doing it with some of your teammates correct yeah i mean that's like again like i think that why i think it actually becomes really important for universities uh, athletic departments to incorporate art is that it actually benefits performance. Like, and I, you know, like it starts, it, it's starting to like become more public knowledge that, that this stuff is actually good for us. Right. But it's like, I, I actually think back to, you know, you probably obviously are the same way with, because you went there to, to study art and we're, we're pretty much not able to, but I, I'm the same way as like, I wonder if I had taken art classes at Ohio state when I was there the first time, would I have stayed the whole time? Because I just, I, I had no interest in school. I had no idea what right. I was doing. Right. You were connected. And I was red shirted, which is just, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of demoralizing, you know, you just, mm-hmm. you know, so it's right. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I do wonder, you know, like thinking about you, like I wonder if that, that art thing had been, been there the whole time if that, the kind of oh yeah, I mean, I think I think that's natural for you know as a human to this question. I'm I'm a big why guy all the time. Yeah. I always ask why. I ask why twenty times a day, you yeah. know. But uh, so but I don't regret because I'm always making decisions for the best case situation at the time. Yeah. You know, and that's part of growth and you know maturing and you kind of can look back and you can think about things. But you know, I kind of feel like I was on that path, and I'm a big fate guy too. So yeah. you know, I kind of feel like I was on that path, and you got to had to go through all that. You know, get to this spot, and there's going to be other things in front of me that are going to put me on different different courses. But uh, you know, I was still at the end of the day, I'm happy that I, I chose to go to school there. I have a lot of great contacts, a lot of great friends. That I'm still uh, yeah. you know connected to. But a- to go back to your to your point though, real quick about the um, about you know the the mental side and like you know how it's obviously uh, you know the arts are a positive thing. Yep. I think that a lot of people all the time when they talk about mental health, it's always kind of like the negative side of mental health. Yep. Like, you know, people are dealing with this or dealing with that, dealing with this, you know, take these, you know, but they don't talk about the positive side of mental health, like yep. making, you know, art or going for walks or working out and all these yep. on the positive side of mental health. So I think in that case, for sure, if you have an outlet, it's, you know, and for, for the creatives to have that creative outlet and for that to be encouraged, Yep. is uh, would definitely be beneficial for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's like one of the, the big things that we push is this idea to think about, you know, it's it's cool that you're actually a personal trainer because, you know, we talk about exercising the body all the time, which is obviously good for us. And, you know, right. I do that every day myself, but we don't talk about exercising the mind like, like the body. Right. So it's like creativity, whether it's writing poetry, whether it's painting, whether it's getting on your computer, writing music, what, you know, whatever, everybody is creative in some ways, but we don't do it. And it's, it's, I think it's just a, it's mm-hmm. an interesting 
thing that I, I don't know why we don't and why we don't. I do think that mental health issues or, or the, the, the dialogue around it is becoming more, we're, we're becoming more aware. And I think right. people, and I think athletes in particular being, you know, Brandon Marshall, for instance, uh, right. Kevin Love, like people are talking about this in a, a very positive way that I think allows other people to go, oh, it's okay to talk about this instead right. of burying everything. Um, and that's why, like, again, we try to push this, the creative aspect, because here's a great way. And it's not for the backside of it, but if you're doing creative things as a daily practice, then you, it's not for recovery, for, for instance, it's just embedded in your, in your daily right. routine. And almost kind of like prevent almost kind of like it's preventative. It is. It's like, you know, instead of, you know, tearing your hamstring and then going, oh, okay, you know what? Now I got to stretch. I'm going to do yep. yoga. I'm going to do this. <laughs> exactly. Do this. And then you feel right. Yep. And then you go, okay, I don't need to do those things anymore because I feel good. Yep. Rather than just being like, I won't get an injury if I'm stretching and doing my yoga and yep. all that preventative stuff to keep your body and your mind in the right spot. So, yep. Yeah. You know. No, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I, you know, one of the things in looking at your, like looking at your kind of trajectory as an artist and cause you've been, I don't know, the last I don't know how long, but it's been getting more um, abstracted. I mean, I guess all your work's pretty abstract in some right. ways, but it's it's becoming more and more geometric. Mm -hmm. Is that a good way to like describe? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, how, they're also my new series. Yeah, it's the Geo series. Yeah, and is it, like how, yeah. like I'm I'm I, from you know like this is more for the art people, but like how. How did you see like things shifting for you? Because I, you know, and, like, it's interesting to hear when you were talking about your mom and composition and color and different stuff. Because I do think when I look at your work, you're like a fantastic colorist. Like I, you know, like I really gravitate Thanks. towards towards how you use color in your mm -hmm. work. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for me, I've all. Everything, let's say I have a hundred paintings, 98, I don't even know what they're going to be. You know, I, I, uh, I just kind of start yep. and I kind of like find the painting as I'm going. And then I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, so some, obviously, if I'm trying to do something specific, but uh, I'll, I'll you know, know what I'm kind of doing. But I don't like use references. I don't do like so a lot of stuff that's coming out of my head, you know. But, um, but in the beginning, too, like when I had my first show, if you were to see my first show that I did, it looked like there was probably 10 different artists. There. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I didn't really have a, you know, a style. I did things, things kind of look similar. I liked color. I liked, you know, some similar subject matters, but they all kind of felt like they, they kind of went in twos. Cause I was like, Oh, well, let me just do another one like that. Cause I'm kind of feeling that. Then I would get bored and I would switch it up. And right. then, you know, then you kind of start learning the business a little bit and the whole, like the whole gallery format, as far as like, you know, them wanting to have something recognizable. Your yeah. signature and you know uh, you know like they like kind of run the run the show there but uh anyway so then i kind of started honing it down into subject matters trying to kind of keep the same feel but uh but the work i'm doing right now kind of how it evolved into this this is all all the new stuff that i've been doing right now is all during covid wow so okay you're really rolling then 
Yeah, I've, so I've been grinding. I mean, I've been putting, I mean, there were days, I'm, I mean, weeks, that, you know, putting in 12 hours a day wow. for weeks, you know. So uh, I wanted something because I was anticipating them shutting down the art stores and then like, you know, with the online situation just being a mess. So yeah. I wanted something that I could also slow down on a little bit that was a little bit more methodical that, you know, uh, wasn't so free that I knew it was going to take me a little longer. So that's kind of like how I got into the... Uh, you no, know, I always like to do like line work back in the day, like as a kid. I remember you remember making those little things as a kid where like you would uh, make the little dots and then like yeah, put a bunch of straight lines together and make and these color, curves. Like. Color them in and yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So it was kind of like, I mean, I've always kind of like done little stuff like that back in the day. So it was just kind of like more of a play on that. So and then, uh, you know, I really now I can kind of incorporate. Cause like before, like someone someone was looking at my work, they were like, "Wow, you went from not having a straight line in any of your work <laughs> to now all of the work is all straight lines." Right. You know, so it kind of still has that abstract feel though within these geometric shapes, and then the colors are still there too. So, yep. and then I tend to gravitate towards uh, faces and foliage or like flowers and yep. stuff like that. So that kind of theme is still there, even though the style and the technique changed. Yeah. Now, I, I, it's really, it, it's really cool. I mean, as a, as an art teacher, I always love kind of looking at trajectory of, of people's work. So like to look at your older work and to see where you're at now. And, and it is like, you're, you're further abstracting stuff. And it's, I, I think I've, I've thought about different things like this before is I used to on new year's day every year, during the, you know, cause that's when all the football games were when I grew up, like the bowl games. Right. And I would, I would do the football fields and I'd like, you know, like the Rose bowl. So I'd color in the USC or Ohio state, whoever was playing and I'd draw oh, nice. the, draw the emblem. And I want to, I still want to find those drawings. I think they're probably still in my dad's cabinet, right. at, but right. just to like, how would I, how would I do that now as an artist? So it's like, you're in some right. ways you're kind of saying that because I used to do this like sort of thing and it's kind of this, this thing sure. now, but I think that's kind of cool. It'd be fun to like find those drawings that you did a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. And my mom, my mom and my dad have kept a bunch of old drawings, but it, and, and the thing about it though, too, is I think everything is in you subconsciously because you're always, you know, people are like, what yep. inspires you? Yep. And then I give like the, like the kind of like very vague cliche and so everything but, you know, it's really true. Like, cause like, I'm literally like, I go for, I mean, I'm pretty active. So I'm always on my bike working out. I mean, even like, I mean, I'm just riding my bike down the street. I'm riding my bike down like a grass hill and then the flowers are yep. out and like, that's inspiring. Going up and I see the shadow and the smoke hit the shadow. And you know, while I'm in the city, that's inspiring. Like literally every, I'm, I'm looking at everything always for inspiration and yeah. keeping these little mental notes that kind of come out later on. So I think that the work is not necessarily like a style switch. It's just kind of like exploring new things that I've already kind of been exposed to, yeah. trying to implement that into my work and then maybe go into it, leave it, come back to it, use some, something else that I already did, put that with that, you know, so it's kind of like this. Because who's this say? Because I had a buddy of mine. He's a pretty well-known artist. He he was like, all right, now I like the new work, but be careful. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, that's so much different than what you've been doing. I'm like, yeah, great. You know, I don't care. Like, I mean, who's to say what's what? Also, I can have enough of these that I could even have just a, a show just off of just this new series, you know? Yep. But I'm, I told him, I said, who's to say what my signature is? Yep. 
You know, I've yeah. been painting, the, you know, including the comeback year. I mean, seven years. I, mean, yeah. I plan on painting until you know, I croak. So yeah. who's, who's to even say where I'm going to be right now? Right. So, and I think that, uh, that, like you you said that earlier, unfortunately, a lot of times gallery world wants you to have that signature, that your, you, the, they want the right. you. So when somebody looks at it, they see it. But there's, right. a, you know, there's an artist, Gerhard Richter, who's world famous artist. Right. He does like realistic stuff he does abstract stuff he does like sculptural stuff that they look right. nothing i mean i know them as gerhard we know them as gerhard richter works but if you were to right. like put him in a room like you said earlier it's like it's like a solo show of 10 artists <laughs> you know <laughs> that that idea right. so you know and also too you know with, with that with that being said though too it's kind of like i almost kind of want to do a show I mean, because if I have my own show, I can do whatever I want to do. I mean, it's, yeah. if it's through a gallery, that's one thing. But I almost want to do the show, like, to say, like, something in the sense, like, who says I have to follow that rule? You know, yeah. or something like, I. what if I want to have, what if my show is, look at all the different ways my brain goes. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I, I just don't like the box that the gallery has. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm with the gallery. You know what I'm saying? I, there, there is, you know... I, I appreciate having an opportunity to, that I can work with somebody whose full-time job is to sell my work when I'm not around. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I, I, that's a great situation. Now, obviously, if I would like to manifest all of that myself, but at the moment, you know, obviously, that's not where it's at, and I appreciate the gallery. But I just don't like the rules that they try to set up in the art world when the whole thing is the whole basis of art is who's to say what's art. So it's like the non-artists are saying what the art is. Yep. You know, yep. and trying to put you in these boxes to make people feel comfortable because I kind of feel like when people who buy art, if you're not into art, you're kind of at least going off of, or if you are not into art, you kind of first thing is like, do you like it? Does it look good? Yep. You know, like yep. you're not buying it for like investment or something. But, you know, a lot of people need to be told what is the thing to buy or what's cool yep. or influenced in a way. You know, if, they, if I sell a person a, a painting, I pull out the back of my, my trunk compared to them seeing it on a gallery wall, automatically the gallery wall painting, oh, if it's in a gallery, it must be better. Now. Yeah, absolutely. It looks better. It's this, it's that, you know, so it, it adds all of that to it, you know? So that's where I think, though, you know, that the main thing that artists don't get a lot of um, opportunity to do is, uh, you know, because a lot of times people are buying the artist. They're not just buying the yep. art. Right? It's a brand. So, yep. You know, so to kind of have those interactions and be able to explain your pieces to somebody who potentially is going to buy it doesn't really happen that often. Yep. You know, so that's kind of where you need to have all these different outlets to kind of like, you know, which I need to do a little bit better job of it myself too. But. Want to take a quick second to remind everyone to check out Brian's work at Brian polydixonart.com and on Instagram at Brian Polly Dixon Art. Make sure to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com to check out our daily creative training journal, which is also available on Amazon. And a reminder to listen to our upcoming second podcast called The Abstract Doctors and follow us on all of our social media under The Abstract Doctors. Now back to Brian. Well, I think you, you brought up something that I do think that a, a lot of people don't take the time to do. It's for, for being creative. I just think one of the 
biggest things is to pay attention, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing with your like riding around and like seeing what inspires you. And, and I, I think just a lot of times people just like, and I mean, you know, everybody's yeah. their own person, but they just don't see things. Like I can find beauty in the smallest little thing, but right. I drive out West every summer personally and I get inspired by that landscape and I, I make abstract paintings, but it is, it's not directly related to the landscape, but it's just that sensation of being in that right. space. Right. Cause so, a lot of, a lot of abstract is feeling too, you know? Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. so uh, who, like who, um, who are some artists that inspire you? I mean, like, it, I mean, it can be visual artists. It can be musicians. Like, I mean, do you have like people? That um, yeah, there's a lot of artists that inspired me, you know, and also too, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy who is, I want, I want to showcase other artists also. Yeah. I like talking to my friends and, you know, uh, putting them on to new artists that they haven't seen before. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, I find a lot of artists or people in general, like if you're in the same field, like they're like very tight about, oh, like why, why would you, why would you post another person's picture on your page? Of, I'm like, cause it's cool. It's one of my, it's a, uh, one of my artists. It's an artist <laughs> I really enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, I, like for a little while I was doing a thing where I would take, you know, four artists and I would put like a little, uh, collage together and I would post it on my on my stories you know I was going through like these are some of my, my favorite artists check them out you know and the, and the feedback to that from the other artists was like hey man that's really cool like people don't do that kind of stuff but yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of space for everybody here you know but uh and, and I'm inspired by so many of them also but I like um you know if we're going to old artists I mean I do I love Picasso um you know I I really enjoy Dolly um i like you know being in canada right now i've after the last three years i've been coming back and forth because my girlfriend i've been exposed and she's heavily into art so she's exposed me to a lot of cool canadian artists you know uh like kim dorland um really like his uh work um you know you have uh bradley theodore who's a buddy of mine oh yeah enjoy his work oh he's a buddy um, i didn't know that's cool yeah yeah he's he's on miami as well okay so yeah i know we actually work. met at basil we met at basil yeah. and uh you know, like for me, like I care less about celebrities, but like if I'm seeing artists out because I'm in the field and I feel like we kind of have that little like that little unspoken brotherhood, yeah. I'll go up to him like, hey, man, I lo love your work. I love your work. You know, so I kind of I did that to Bradley and we, we hit it off. We've been buddies, you know, since. That's but, cool. uh, you know, so, um, but I don't know, there's, 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 so, there's so many good artists out there, but I, I would say like if I had to like pick one, it would probably be like Picasso. Yeah. That's you know, cool. just. Mm, I'm actually going to send you a, um, a work of a buddy of mine that I th think that your new work you would actually get into. Actually, we went to high school together. Uh, his name is mm -hmm. Odili Donald Odida. Um, I know him as Donald, but um, right. his Nigerian name is Odili. And um, real, real um, abstract and and geometric and just stunning stuff. Like, but I think yeah, some I of, some of, some of the stuff that I was looking at it has kind of a you know, something, the neighborhood, that's what I would, you know, it's like, I always say when I'm, when I'm teaching personally is like to go find the artists that in, are in your neighborhood, not literally in your neighborhood, but like the visual right. neighborhood and like, how, how do you relate to it? How do you do things different? Like, like learn those things about them. And, and I think what it like, it's really cool that you're actually doing that where you're, you're promoting other stuff that is like in your neighborhood, because a lot of, you know, 
there's just that jealousy factor that a lot of a lot of people get into that they and it's just like right. like you said there's enough room for everybody in this world man right. and, and and you know also too I mean the thing about it though is like if somebody's stealing ideas that's one thing yeah. if you're going to take someone's idea now you're going to try to make that your 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 situation and act like you know you made that up and you didn't yeah. that's not cool so no, i mean no, like no. i think a lot of people too artists to artists are worried about people taking their ideas like these the years of work that they've kind of like got to those moments and now they show them to you you know like they want you to kind of like jump through your own hoops you know yeah but since we're all inspired by everybody it's okay to be inspired and take something from another artist that people do it in music they do it in life they, absolutely personal training you know but it's like you got to put your own wrinkle on it absolutely. you got to take it and then make it to know to know i didn't take it from you I just, I was just, I just talked about this yesterday on a podcast I recorded that you'll be right after it's, it was an infectious disease doctor <laughs> that he's also a musician and he played soccer in college, but we were talking about that same thing. It's like, as, as creator creatives, like you do, like you're inspired by stuff and it's, it's inevitable that it's going to seep into like what you do, but you have to put your own thing on it. You do right. like to make right. it yours. Like as an artist, that's what you want, like to have right. the you in it, um, whether it's, you know, doing, like you said, 10 different kinds of work, but it's still you. And, right. and so it's, I don't know. It's, a, it, you know, I'm really, um, this piece, my latest, my latest piece I just did was the first time I actually, cause like with, with my work though, too, it's not like, uh, you know, I had my whole genius Theories and you know, there's stuff to think about with, with genius, and that's about you know uh, everybody tapping into what's special about themselves. Right. You know, um, so I would just like you know put genius across these characters' heads and put it into the, into the words. And the last two letters of genius are U.S., which is us. Yeah. So I wanted to be like an encompassing type of thing. So I was definitely giving a message there, but still, it's like a character that a person would kind of have to relate to. You know, the, my flower series, that's kind of like, you know, it just looks cool. It's nice. It's a nice aesthetic. You know, it makes you feel good. You know, but like I've been trying to like think about ways that I can make my pieces deeper and more connected, you know, and tell a story through the piece, you know. So right. actually, I feel like I accomplished that for the first time. Uh, I just finished a piece uh, a couple of days ago and, and I titled it 2020, you know. <laughs> so basically, it's um, with the new style that I'm doing now with the with the more geometric look. And it's uh, like a bunch of buildings and, uh, you know, the effect of like, uh, just well, pretty much at the end of the day, it, it's, it's not, it's a piece that I'm not trying to pick sides on this. Right. Okay? I just want to talk about all the things that are being talked about in 2020. Yeah. You know, so um, it's pretty, it's, and it's almost like a, it's a, it's a capturing a moment in time with this piece that I feel proud about and, Nice. Uh, you know, and for people who don't know about all like the stuff that's going on in you know, the black community and like, you know, history and you know, just kind of where things are at right now. It's actually like a I feel like I could give a lecture on this piece. Right. 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 That's cool as shit that it is like yeah. it's almost like it came to a head on one one piece and then it's going to yeah. open up new doors in different ways. Mm -hmm. That's the, see, that's the thing I, I love about about art is that idea of how when you make a piece it always leads to something else. Like it, 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 it closes doors on certain things, but it opens doors on other things. And, right. And it's like, I, I always connect art. I mean, to 
athletics in the sense of failure. And I always connect it to baseball because baseball is such a failure based sport. And, but fail, I don't mean failure in a bad way. It's failure in the sense that you're going to learn stuff. Like you don't learn stuff from perfection. Not that we, anybody ever gets that, but that those things where you make, Oh, well, wait a minute. What if I did that? And then you bring that thing to the next piece and then, well, that didn't work, but this thing, you know, and it's like that constant, like kind of just weaving around, um, being inspired and, and trying new things. And that's why I think again, like what is cool about your work is like, you can like really see how you're thinking. Um, and, and I love that. I love like, you know, like getting into work that way where it's the visuals are there, but there's also that thought behind it. And you can actually like, you can, I, I personally get that from your work. So. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah you know, so it's, 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 uh, you know, it's also in, in, in going back to the discipline thing and like, you know, we're talking about those, that trial and error. Like if you're not putting the hours in, you know, that whole system right there or thought you know that slows down dramatically so yep. the faster then the more work you put in the faster you go through all of that trial and error yep. and the faster you can progress you know yep so that's that's the important part too with that so but, by uh, the way by the way what happened to the basketball <laughs> did you did you just give well, it like <laughs> well, just, you know, i'm just so like I thinking was, about <laughs> so I, I remember that this is in eighth grade yeah and it's playing i spent a lot of basketball it was very, it was very important to me my mom kind of felt like it wasn't my schoolwork was kind of taking a hit a little bit, right? Right. So she she called the counselor at the school and she wanted him to talk to me, right? And this guy went to uh, like tried out was at the NBA for like a little bit, maybe with the Portland Trailblazers, okay? Yeah. And uh, so he was like, yeah, you know, let's you know let's talk about it a little bit. And he basically told me, he goes, sorry, but you probably not going to the NBA you know <laughs> right so and he I, I told him I remember getting pissed I was like you're just trying to crush crush my dreams you know I'm not listening to you you know that's they say there's gonna be people who tell you you can't do something you're one of them you're the anyway so I kind of like flipped it and I kind of try to use it to motivate me now so right. but like mom if you were trying to me to go the other way well you just made me have to work hard <laughs> basketball now, you know so anyway so I played basketball but really I just I just fell in love with football oh, you know? oh okay uh, I hadn't I hadn't played before at the school. The football team was like the, you know, the the biggest draw on campus as far as like the games. It was just as a different energy. So, and then when I was doing all the sports, it was kind of like you know, I kind of got a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so I excelled the most at football, and it was a, it was a big uh, opportunity there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever play yeah. baseball? I played one year of baseball. Okay. okay. So number one, I, I always hated wearing hats. Okay. So I felt like I looked so stupid in hats. I played first year of baseball. I was like, now I have to wear this hat. I look so stupid. Yeah. All the time. So that was bad. And then, um, yeah. So I remember my first at bat, never played baseball before my buddy, one of my best friends at the time, because he was trying to get me to play. Right. So first at bat ever, I hit a home run first at bat. Okay. So I'm, Walk I'm, off, I'm running, done. I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running the bases. I'm like, oh, baseball? I'm, I'm going to crush baseball. <laughs> so then uh, then I swear I never hit the ball again. Yeah. I might have hit the ball like a couple more times on the season. I was a pitcher, though, so I made the All-Stars as a pitcher. Yeah. And uh, I, never, I never played again. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good but story. I remember being in the outfield. I remember being in the outfield like, please don't hit me the ball. Just don't hit me. <laughs> See, I was always don't. begging people to hit me the ball. Yeah. yeah, well, it depends on the skill level. I was just <laughs> getting into it, you know. So, but I love softball now, though. I, I definitely, uh, you know, I played a couple of charity softball games, and you know, I, I've taken home a couple home run derby championships. Nice. Here, so. 
Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. But uh, but I definitely stay active all the time. So I mean, I even this morning, so I was out. You know, uh, got a couple hours of, of of exercise in. You know, before this. So let me. What kind, like late. what kind of training do you like? I I typically. Per, I love interval training. I would rather go out and run sprints than run 10 miles. Um, right. And like, is that like, what kind of stuff are you into? Is well, I tell you what, I just, if you don't have one of these, the Apple watch. Yeah. Get one. I just got this Apple watch okay. about a month ago. Okay. And this has been one of the biggest motivators for me really? because not only does it keep track of everything I'm doing throughout the whole day, you can work to sleep, whatever. So you can see like your calories, distances, you know, you can, you can program the workout It already has pre, uh, pre, uh, um, determined categories you can pick from like weight training, right. walking, running, whatever. Okay. So then you share it with the people that you want to. So oh, it's say a competition if you one, then. <laughs> so then I can see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, <laughs> that part is cool. So, uh, so like today, like I did, um, I worked out in the morning. I did shoulders and legs in the gym. And then I went to the park and then brisk walked three miles. Yep. So, but, uh, but I ride my bike. I ride the bike like 20 miles and then, uh, you know, do the hills. I run hills in the morning. I do that three times a week. I run the hills. See, I, that's yeah. the stuff I'd rather do is run stairs or hills and run sprints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where the athlete kind of stuff comes from. But yeah. I, I was on the elliptical for an hour. It's just, I can't, I can't get into it. No, I, I do it because I have one. But it's, yeah. it just annoys me. I, well, I, if you got a good show, if you got a good show to watch, you can yeah. get away with it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you have you? Uh, does the Apple Watch do heart rate variability? Do you know what that is? What do you mean? It's it's a it's not a new thing, but it's like something you know that basketball is wearing, like going to be wearing those rings, uh, sure. called the Aurora Aurora rings. That it basically it's a predictor or can predict coronavirus, but it's. It's supposed to deal with recovery and how your body, uh, like it's the actual intervals between heart your heart rate. Well, yeah, and, it does. It it does show a whole big graph of what my heart is doing throughout the whole workout. Okay. So it'll show like how it goes up. Does it do it with it sleep as well? In like, to sleep, yeah, it has a whole sleep. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then it also has like your recovery shows the graph on the other side of it on yeah. your recovery of your heart rate off. Of it. So the green, yeah, like you go into green or red or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so it's pretty, it's pretty involved. And then you obviously you have your whole, uh, if you use Apple anyway, you got your whole mainframe on there anyway, and you can talk to your yeah. watch and leave your phone. So yeah. it's been, it's been helpful. So, uh, so I've been getting after it. I'm not, and, and I feel like, you know, the competition side is I have to be number one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> so I put the highest calorie, uh, you know, goal at each day. So mine's at 1500 extra calories I have to burn a day. And then, you know, with the workout. So I have to make sure I'm always beating everybody. Right, right, right. That's yeah. that's 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 per perfect balance to the art, the creative side. So, what? So what? Like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we'll get, we're getting near like an end, you know. But, um, but what? Like, we always like to do these kind of sort of fun, kind of goofy ass questions. Like, what yeah. kind of music do you listen to? For one, did you have you ever played any music? Like, did you ever? I've never. Well. <laughs> Sure, I've played plenty of instruments. Nobody likes to hear me play them. Because usually they're at like a, you know, some kind of joking, drinking, hanging out kind of situation. I'm grabbing someone's guitar or right. I'm messing around the piano and they're like, well, you just stop. So, uh, but no, I haven't played any, any, uh, any, any instruments, but uh, I listen to all kinds of music, especially when I'm painting. So yeah, that's I kind of feel that, yeah, the vibe, the vibe of the music though does affect the brush. So, Absolutely. Uh, I, I tend to paint more like, 
chill stuff like you know spanish guitar classical music i do play some hip-hop sometimes i like to play like you know chill kind of like pool vibe house music nice. um jazz you know stuff like that yeah. so uh but workout wise i'm going i'm going heavy i'm going i'm going a little more with the you know yeah. uh heavy rap with that for the most part yeah. no and again like i think yeah. it's it, that it it is it dictates kind of how how we react i mean i'm the same way I, like i listen to different things when i'm playing compared to when i'm working out and it's yeah i mean just sure. a completely different side of the spectrum who like you mentioned uh michael jordan kind of being um you know, I don't want to say hero person, but you know, like kind of a hero, somebody you looked up to as an right. athlete. I mean, is there any other athletes that like were kind of, you know, was it since you were a receiver, was it, you know, like a Jerry well, Rice you know or? Well, growing up, I mean, uh, since I was into basketball, MJ was my guy. I really wasn't into football, yeah. so I really didn't have like my football. I mean, I like Dion stuff like you know, the kind of like Bo Jackson. I love Bo Jackson. Oh, but, uh, you know, um, but I, I would say, like, let's say, you know, then once I met MJ, then it was kind of like I kind of felt like that was always the one person I wanted to meet. Like, I could care less for anybody else. Let me just meet yeah. MJ. So got to meet MJ. So they kind of like Done. sealed the deal on, <laughs> on the past. I'm good with that now. And, yeah. uh, but now I, I just kind of look at the guys now. Uh, not so much. I don't look at them within the same eyes. I used to look at, you know, athletes as, as kids. I mean, obviously I respect their game and I, some of the better players. So, you know, I definitely gravitate towards wanting to watch them, but, uh, I kind of like the guys who are just like, uh, you know, a well-rounded athlete, you know, somebody who is also an advocate and somebody who's involved in the community off the field right. and, you know, uh, you know, holds himself to a higher standard than just being a good, uh, you know, person on the quarter on the field. So, yep. I mean, the guys like LeBron, um, you know, that, I'm, that an, I'm an Ohio guy and like, he's, I mean, the dude's legend, man. I, I mean, and yeah. what he did with that, with that school and Akron, I mean, like that yeah. to me is what people, that that's the model right there. Like that guy, you know, his family guy yeah. has, doesn't have any scandals, you know, he's yeah. there for his kids, you know, has fun, but it's like, and then you find people want to hate on that guy. Like, I really have a hard time understanding why people Jealousy. hate on him. Jealousy. Yeah. I, I just, you know, you know, then you got guys like, uh, you know, I, I am a, a Tom Brady fan. Um, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's a ton of athletes that I like, but I just kind of like the guys who are winners and who are committed to, yep. you know, just being the best, you know. But uh, all UCLA <laughs> athletes across the board, I don't care where they go, when, yep. women, I don't care what the sport is. They all, those are my favorite people too. Yep. Olympics, you know, I don't. I don't care what it is. They want you to say, like, I'm watching. So. We actually, uh, first of all, I'm trying to get Kevin Love and his dad on here uh -huh. because his dad, who also played pro basketball, is also a photographer. Um, and then Kevin right. talks about mental wellness so much. I think, like, that would be right. actually a really cool conversation. But we actually work with um, a girl that actually was a heptathlete at UCLA. And her brother, her, his, her name is Hillary Worth. She would have been there. Okay. I think before you, I'll have to look. Um, uh -huh. But her dad played pro baseball and her brother played pro baseball for, God, like 16 years with the Nationals and stuff, Jason Worth. Um, and then her, okay. sister, her sister was like a pro volleyball player. Her mom was like a U.S. national track athlete. Like, so this family was just like right. athletic prowess. So right. UCLA is like, I mean, what, like, it's such a legendary school in terms of athletics and art. Like it's like one of the top right. art schools. What do you and think? academics. Yeah, and absolutely. Academics. 
yeah. And, yeah. and so, I, lo- I actually looked at going there for graduate school. I love that campus. My hmm. God. Yeah. We well, also took that voted, I think, for the third year in a row, uh, best uh, public school in the country. Is it? Okay. So, yeah. I think Michigan was number two this year. But, I don't um, know. We don't talk. We don't use that word. <laughs> I hear you. It's called, you the, know, but think- it's called the abstract athlete. <laughs> right. Well you, well, you know how, like, at Ohio State, it's like, or even Michigan, you guys, you know, but, like, compared to UCLA, like, when you talk about Penn State, like, these kind of schools, it's like, the sports in the community is so interwoven that it's, like, part of the culture. Like, it, it's completely different. Because I had a couple buddies, and I played at Ohio State, but I had a couple buddies uh, of mine who played at Penn State, OJ McDuffie and Kajana Carter. And I've gone back to uh, Penn you State know, with Kajana? that. Yeah. Good, good buddy of mine. He's uh he's from Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's where I'm from. And, like, yeah. And uh OJ is from uh, Columbus also. I don't think I knew that. I knew Kajano yeah. grew up in Westerville, I believe. Which is like Yeah, a, Westerville. Yeah. Yep. Which I've been. I've been to Westerville. Yeah. No, I grew up in Upper Arlington, which is right around right, right around the corner, basically. So you know, but the, you got these schools though that it was like I was blown away when I went to the Penn State game. Yep. Okay, I can I think it was Penn State or Ohio State, actually. And uh, we were on the sideline, and the whole whiteout and the whole city was like, yep. it's either Penn State or nothing. So, like, in L.A., the difference with that is we play in the Rose Bowl, which is in Pasadena, so it's not on campus. And it's L.A., so there's so many things to do. You know, it's kind of like an uppity town. So, like, if you're not the hot ticket in town, like, you're not going to go out there. So, like, you kind of saw the wave of when we were doing really, really well. And then it's being jam-packed to us not really doing so well. And it's kind of like, you know, half the yep. stadium's full. You know? so, no, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, there's nothing else to do. Like that, like you, you're right. kind of insinuating that. And it's true. It's, right. it's, it, Ohio, it is its own city within Columbus, the campus. Right. Like it is, it's gigantic. And it's, and same with Penn State. It's, it's 100 to 110,000 fans every home game. Yeah, Everything shuts down. all wearing white, yep. all singing the same song. I mean, yep. the, the city is state college. Yep. That's the city's thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, what I mean, like you, this is another random kind of question. You're, you're bouncing between like some really killer cities like Miami, Toronto, living in LA. Like what, what's your favorite city and favorite, restaurant or they don't have to be the same damn thing but um yeah it's, it's, i mean it's such like, different a tough field. yeah it's such different fields i would say that i mean if, i know they kind of go yin, i mean they're kind of yin and yang it's kind of double-edged sword of it and they, they go together they're synonymous but uh if you took all the traffic out of la i like california because california you know you have so many different fields you know you got yep. the beach you got the desert you got the mountains you could snow you go to mexico you got the city you got it's just so many different fields that are very close together. Yep. You know, in Florida and in Miami, it's kind of like, sure, nothing else in the state. I mean, the country looks like Miami. It's real sexy. It's real cool. A lot of, like, visuals out there with the water. And, you know, it's a very sexy city, but it's still the same, 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 yep. same everywhere you look. Yep. You know, people are different because now you have a little more Europe and South America and, and the islands, you know, so it has a different feel to it there, too. But just aesthetically kind of just looks the same. And you're not driving anywhere. It's too much different. Yeah, I, I say uh, that about about California all the time to friends. It's like that's where I would love to end up because you can within an hour you can be at the beach, the mountains, or the desert. 
Yeah, it's for sure. Completely different thing. For sure. You know. So I've, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with my girlfriend has a house in Venice. And nice. uh, yeah, she's got a cool spot. So I'm always on the bike over there, up and down, I mean, always around. So very artsy. So I've sprayed those palm trees over there. And then, you know, the little graffiti section. Yep. Um, made my mark over there. But uh, and then with Toronto, Toronto is, uh, you know, so now it's like I've been coming up here for a while. So it's like with all the seasons now. So you really get to see the seasons. Uh, Toronto, I think, is the third largest city in North America. Um, you know, even though Canada doesn't have that many people, but Toronto is a big city. But, uh, you know, just the, this, it's very multicultural. Food's great. Uh, it's just a really cool, it's a very progressive city. Yep. Uh, I, I do, I do have really enjoyed Toronto, but um, some good restaurants here as well. You know, but, you know. Well, cool, man. I'd like anything you want a pimp? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll, well, I'll mention obviously your, your Instagram and, and you have a website as well. And, um, yeah. And, but you know, I like really appreciate you coming on because I, I do think you like, you're really, you speak the language that we're, we're in and, and you're, you know, you're doing and have done and are doing all these things at a high level and, and, loving it. I mean, I think that that's like, that's such an important thing. Like you can tell that you enjoy what you're doing. And, and I think that that's like really, you know, like, I think that's inspiring to people. So like, uh, again, like I just, uh, I appreciate, you know, um, you coming on and, and honesty and, and all that stuff. And, and like I said to you last time we talked, man, like when all this stuff gets over, like we're, you know, we're totally wanting to, um, to, you know, do stuff with you and, um, in terms yeah, for of sure. Stuff. So, um, but any anything else? You're like you all well, good. Like, I, 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 mean? I would say that uh, you know I, I don't think you can be happy unless you're grateful. You know, right. and I'm grateful every day, and I you know for the things I have and the things I don't have. And I told you I'm an optimistic glass half full yep. guy. So, and I it's important to, give... to be optimistic right now. I think uh, like yeah, I, I'm the same way, and it's like it's hard sometimes, but I think that that like that energy, like it does seep into other people. So like, keep the optimism up, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, you know, obviously it's easier to have been done for others, but I mean, obviously, you know, it's important to, you know, understand that you're going to have feelings as a human being and that's okay. But that's where I kind of go back to doing the things that are on the mental health side for you as well. So, you know, making sure during hard times that you're doing things that, you know, stimulate you in the right way. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you, you know, for having me out here too because you know it's people like you too who have interest in you know people like me or you know the arts and keeping that going and kind of having a voice there and a platform for us to continue to you know do what we love and have an outlet so you know i thank you for the opportunity because obviously we know we work together on these kind of things yeah yeah no i'd love to work with you guys in the future and uh you know no and keep keep killing it man like i said as i said i'm i really i loved your older work but i really love i mean i this is personal aesthetic. I just really love that, that, you know, hard edge kind of geometry abstraction that that's more in my, my wheelhouse. So that's a personal opinion, but I I really, really digging it. That's why I'm going to send you this Donald Odita's. Yeah. Because I think, I think you'll, you'll dig it, but, um, but yeah, people have been responding to it pretty well. So I'm having, I'm having, it's it's great stuff, man. Like, and uh, you know, it's, it's actually, I should, I'm still working with some students, slightly even though i'm not teaching right now i mean because we're it's right. summer but i i was showing um a student that does 
you know, something in that general area. And I was like, you need to look at this dude's work. So, I mean, right. and again, like one that, thing I will say, go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. But one thing, one thing I will say before, too, before I leave is I'm going to do a series of, as you know, when we're talking about, um, I think it's important too for people to understand the power of just one person also. Yep. You know, and, and about like, you know, that optimistic outlook on life and things in general and, you know, the change that they could make, you know, so it's kind of like I'm, I'm going to do a new series that's going to be within this geometric style that's going to be a very like simple background and it's going to be like a three dimensional chair. Right. It's like a single chair, maybe with like a shadow kick on it. And it's going to, it could, could have some kind of words on the chair, it could not, but it's pretty much going to be like take a seat pull up to the table, business, boardroom, wherever, you know, this place at the table, you know, so it's like the impact one person could have. You know, if you drop one little drop in the water, it puts that little ripple out. So just even like your circle. Yeah, that (laughs) circle of people around you, that energy that you're spitting on everybody or, you know, that you're involved with everybody, that puts energy around into other people, that that goes to other people and other people and other people. So it's pretty much the power of being present and and the power that one person has. So that'll be the thing to look forward to that I'm going to do. Nice. Sure. Cool. Well, like I said, man, I totally appreciate it. I'm so uh, I, uh, super happy that Daryl got us in contact because again, like, yeah, I, think, likewise. I think what you're doing, man, is, is awesome. Um, we'll get, I'll get this all edited and produced. It'll probably be like a couple weeks. We got to, you know, we're, yeah, no we're kind of like, no we're getting, getting stuff like two a week at this point. Um, and, and then, like I said, we're just going to, we'll just stay in touch and, um, we go down, you know, we've actually been doing, obviously it's probably not going to happen this year, but we've done events with the Florida Panthers the last two years during Art Basel, um, where we actually right. go down there during a hockey game and set up in the arena um, artwork. I'm literally walking distance to- Are you really? That stadium. In yeah, Sunrise? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can no, we, we have a great yeah. relationship. Uh this one doctor we work with, Dr. David Seafew, his brother is, is a part owner. So he got us the initial contact and they've loved what we're doing. Like they really gravitate towards the creative side and, and different stuff like that. So it's been, right. it's been a great relationship now. Again, I don't know if it'll happen this year with all this stuff. Um, right, right. And so, but we'll, we'll stay in contact and, and uh, like, you know, we're, we're just pushing forward. I'll probably, I'll, you know what? Well, Text me your address um, because I'll, I'll send you, we have some creative training journals that kind of operate on a left brain, right brain things like left side okay. is like, it's like, how did you train today? Blah, you know, it's kind of like the Apple right. watch, but <laughs> very low. Right. And then the right side's just for drawing and, and doing creative stuff. So right. I'll, I'll send you a couple out if you want. So have you, have you heard real quick on that? Have you heard of, uh, I forget the name of it, but there was a, this trainer that I know and he's really into like, all different kinds of stuff. He's always studying. He's, he's an older Israeli guy. I mean, this guy is like, has a whole big book of tricks. But one thing he was doing for a while was his clients. So he would have them exert themselves, let's say, do some kind of exercise. And then after, it was more of an older clients, but still just the concept of it. And then come back over there and then have to, let's say, draw a picture. Like, okay, now draw a car. Yep. You know, and come back over, do the exercise, come back, okay, now draw a son with this. You know. That's that's kind of what we're trying to get people yeah. to do. And, and especially for for athletes it's i mean i i teach a class at i think i told you this last time we talked i teach a class at virginia commonwealth called art and athletics and so i have a lot of athletes in my class 
And part of what I'm trying to do is like get them to do creative things before they have practice or a game. And does that help right. your performance? Right. It takes you into that, that it calms everything down. Like, mm-hmm. so the focus, there's a different kind of focus there and it's been pretty enlightening. Um, a lot, a lot of the basketball players have been like, well, you warm up your body before a match. You should warm up your brain too. Boom. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So, cool. All right, great. brother. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. And we'll be in touch yeah. soon. And I'll, I'll let you know when we're going to um, put this out. And, and uh, thanks. So, all right. Look, be well. And, yeah, we'll catch up soon. All right. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Thanks, Later. Thanks again to Brian for coming on the podcast today. Really such a uh, great dude, uh, such an incredible artist. Please, please, please make sure to stop by his website, brianpollydixonart.com and on Instagram at brianpollydixonart. Thanks as always for listening to the Abstract Athlete podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and our social media outlets for future events pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you next time when we talk with musician, entrepreneur, personality, and all-around great dude, BMX legend, Rick Thorne. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.